Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi, this is Jordan with Spafford, and the podcast you are listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. They'll be doing many live events this summer around the country, which will include artist interviews, contests, and more. Sign up for the newsletter at osirispod.com to stay in the loop.
Hey everybody, it's Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a quick hit to Dix, Jonathan, Matt. Hi guys. Hey there. What's up, what's up? Um, I'm excited. 1998, uh, France won the World Cup and um, also Fish was on tour. Is that true? That is accurate. They went back. I don't know anything <laughs> about the World Cup thing, actually. <laughs> Matt, they went back to Europe again. They did, and as we were talking about yesterday, uh, hot, hot, hot summertime shows in Europe. Maybe they were feeling the flow from 96, 97, having such success there that they had to go back and do it again. But as we talked about yesterday, I mean, like, this uh, summer Europe jaunt is possibly better, probably better than the the U.S. tour. So you had to be going to Europe uh, for these shows. Um, Jonathan, I mean, what do you think about going to Europe? I'm there right now. I flew here to record these three episodes. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, though, um, I'm hoping that our playing of these kind of gets under the skin of somebody in the organization and says, you know, we should play Europe so that we all have an, a reason to go to to Europe together. My wife, my wife, really, really wants Fish to go to Europe because she has wanted us to take a European trip for a long time, and she figures that's the only way that we're going to go to Europe. So please, 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 uh, fish. If you're, if anybody in the organization is listening, uh, go to Europe. Just, yeah. You know what? Just schedule two shows Hurt in Matt's Dublin wife. and I will spend a week in Ireland and that'll be great. Hey, I'm there. Yeah. London. I mean, wherever the point is they play really well in Europe. And, um, this actually was the last Europe tour, the one that we're talking about summer, summer 98. Um, but before this in 98, there was a, um, island tour of some kind, I think that went to I don't think that two really remote two remote islands, Rhode Island and Long Island, um, which was in April, and then these were the next shows after that. And as you said, Matt, like the it's hard to pick a jam from this tour or from Summer '98 in general that's not well known and very prominent, like Riverport Gin or the Ghost from. 7.6 or the ghost from 6.30 or 7.2 but any of those but or many others that people know but Jonathan found a good one here I think I mean people probably know this too some people the the, the real wizards but I like this gem Matt yeah so we're talking about uh, uh, July 8th 1998 from Barcelona uh, the best bathtub gin um, which is good uh, I actually I don't think I'd heard this one before and what yeah, and it's cool because um, I've heard stuff from the show. I know I've heard st- I've heard other stuff. The pipe, the pipe. This is the show that has the Rippin' Piper, right? I think, yeah. Um, sure. And so <laughs> it was interesting because a there's a great soundboard that circulates. Um, and at times, I when I fired it up, I was like, wait a minute, am I listening to like '93 or something? It um, the combination of the small venue and the soundboard recording, it, it's a little bit of a throwback. And then um, this bathtub gin it's um it sounded to me like it's like the little baby brother of the riverport um mm-hmm. gin that would happen a couple weeks later like it it does the same kind of thing like it just sort of riffs on the typical bathtub gin type groove and then fish decides to change up the um the rhythm and it's it's like riverport but without the um without the the cowbell um or the the woodblock um he uh he kind of 
stays on the on the symbols instead um so it doesn't groove quite as hard as riverport eventually would um and they keep it a little bit more reined in um but i love anytime that fish steps up and the you know the entire jam pivots because of something that he does um those are good jams uh usually pretty danceable so um this was a it was a good one i liked it short concise um but uh with some some good meat in it yeah so this was the first night of a three-night run at this venue and it was apparently scheduled for somewhere else somewhere smaller and the, they sold you know plenty of tickets so they moved it here and this night and the next night parts of it were uh you can see them in uh bittersweet motel so a little trivia about that um yeah i i really like this gin it's not the most out there gin and and i do like those too uh but in fact it's pretty much type one but it's nice. I use the word jangly in my notes. You know, it's just, it, I don't, I don't even really even remember why exactly, but I think it works. <laughs> and, and you guys will have the word in your head when you hear it here in a minute. Um, and it'll, you'll be like, yeah. And then, uh, and then it dissolves into this beautiful ambient space that, oh, love that. That's a great yeah. way to go. It's a good place to, to be. Um, well, Matt, to your point about the sound, it, this might have been one of the hat mic shows is that possible or, or do you think it's an actual soundboard no it's an actual soundboard i don't know if it's okay. um i didn't get a chance to dig into it uh today uh my my tuesday's been been pretty busy here at work but um <laughs> i think that uh it, it it might be an fm source maybe this was broadcast on the radio or something okay. or it's possible i actually hadn't made the connection that this is the one that's featured in bittersweet motel so it's also possible like the rochester show from 90 fall 97 that was in there um that they mixed uh or gave the soundboard to todd phillips uh to include in the movie and that it you know somehow made its way out into circulation um that's that's quite possible as well but it is uh it's 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 a soundboard um there's not a whole lot of crowd noise on it a lot of reverb so you can tell that it's a it's a soundboard in a small room and um um you know good sounding and, and good stuff in the show well, we should listen to this bathtub gin. I think when I listened to it, I thought that you don't get a lot of the ambient stuff that you hear in 98 until the end, and then it's really great and beautiful. But this tour, Trey's playing, is incredible. Um, there's a few of these nights that I think has some of Trey's best soloing, particularly the ghost from two nights before this. But um, And bathtub gin is just such a great jam vehicle. It's like you can... I mean, it's not always type 2 and crazy and out there, but like... You can count on it for an awesome rocking jam. You know, it, it rarely disappoints, I think. Do you guys agree with that? Or are you ever disappointed by Like, I've been disappointed by Antelope or Bowie recently when they don't, like, put the full full effort into it or it seems a little bit more like a run-through. But Jin always feels like it's getting, like, the right amount of effort. Jin is a, a kind of a, a team effort kind of song. And so even if somebody else is not going you know, 110%, uh, it's, it still gets pretty, it still gets there, you know, page delivers on his end. Um, they, they swing through the middle and, uh, hopefully there's peak or, you know, something spacey or Mm -hmm. something interesting in the middle. And, and yeah, I like it. Great song. This is a good one. Maybe Matt to your earlier point, is it because Fishman drives these jams? Is that why they're often like super rocking or, or is that not, every gin that's just this one 
I, you know, I, I was thinking about bathtub gin today because I, the, the difference between the first part where, you know, like I said, it's sort of standard bathtub gin territory. And then the second half where fish is really driving the groove. It made me realize what a sort of plotting type thing that the typical bathtub gin is. Um, and the, the earlier ones pre Murat, which, which stayed inside the box, so to speak, um, I don't always listen to them because I like they get a little bit boring sometimes. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, like and the bigger ones that that people tend to like are the ones that get rhythmically interesting in the in the back half. So, you know, maybe you're on to something there that that Fishman's really the key to a good bathtub gin. Well, we'll let you all decide. We hope you enjoy. And then when you're done with this, go listen to Riverport just to just to just to visit with the big brother. All right, guys. See you all tomorrow. Enjoy. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Joker. 
with a silly grin. He carries a martini made of bathtub gin. Cause we're all in this together And we love to take a
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.